Okay, people, we are here. It is Thursday, which means it's time for Echo Chamber, baby. And as we do, we start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 15th to the 17th of October. Yes, 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 yes. And people at number 10 this week, we have Arak. Arak. I don't know. It's A double R A C H T. It's an Irish film, right? Uh, And it's from Tom Sullivan and Thomas Sola Solebehian. So uh, yeah, that's at number ten. At number nine, we have got those pesky little mutts. That's right, baby. It's the Paw Patrol movie from Carl Bunker. You know what I mean? Something in there for the kids. So at number 10, still doing its thing. Yo, Daniel Creighton, so Destin Daniel Creighton and crew did their thing hard for the MCU. That's right, baby. It's Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings so at number seven um, no 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 i missed one sorry at number eight is Hansla rock i have no information on that one i don't know i, I believe it's an indian film right uh, a, a bollywood thing um but unfortunately no information can't give you anything and at number seven is shang chi right that means at number six this week the new one from a ridley scott oh i do want to see this as well it's the last jewel baby and i've always kind of envisioned myself in like i love Dog Tanyan on the Three Musker Hounds. I mean, not just Dog Tanyan. I like Dumas's original as well. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that. And I imagine myself with a rapier doing my thing, which is kind of stupid because my ass is getting killed straight. I ain't going to see a thin ass sword. You know what I mean? Just any sharp object is problematic, but a thin sword? <laughs> no! I'm dead and shooting someone from you know what I mean a hundred yards. I couldn't even shoot you from a freaking centimeter. I'd miss your ass. So yeah, I'm probably not surviving, but any kind of cool. Any kind of cool. <laughs> All right. So we are now in the top five this week. And at number five, it's Ron's gone. Wrong. We covered it during London Film Festival. It's from Sarah Smith, Jean Philippe Vine, and Octavio E. Rodriguez. And it's fun, people. You know what I mean? It's a family film. I feel you all enjoy it. You know what I mean? So at number four, it's another family thing, right? It's the Adams family too. And this is from uh, Greg 
Terman and Conrad Venom. So yeah, little Adam family. So at number for three, we have got the new one to the franchise. It's from David Golden Green, and it's Halloween Kills. Myers is back, people. So at number two, you know what I mean? I, I didn't dig the, the first one, but it got a good response. So of course, it gets a sequel, and you know Sony wanna develop their Marvel Universe. So Andy Circus this time takes the reins. Tom Hardy is back. So is Woody Harrelson. And we've got Venom. Let there be carnage. So, people, you know what that means, right? At number one this week, hey, we've got Kari Joy Fakamuja's no time to die. It is the new Bond film and the last outing from Daniel Craig. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, yes, yes. I'm interested. I am interested. Right? I'm hoping they ain't woke it up too much, but we will see. So, people, that is our top 10. Now, are you ready for this week's films? Are you ready? Shall we get into it? All right, let's go. Okay, people, so let's get it popping with a new German piece called The Four of Us. Okay, people, so there is a new film on Netflix called The Four of Us. I mean, well, ooh, how do you pronounce the German? Um, I don't even know, man. The German translation is a bit, uh, gosh, is it du, si, uh, ah, oui. Yes. I think all, all the German peoples listening, they know exactly what I just said right there. So it is from um, Florian Gutstück, uh, and it is written by Florian Bonstadt and um, Gutstück as well. He co-wrote. It is produced by Seth Hollandurmer. And Sven Sund. Um, cinematography is Lucas Schirbeck and Christoph Wall. It is edited by Christopher Doshant. Music is Jonas Ney and um, Grab David Grabowski. And our cast. Well, we have Janina, who is played by Nilam Farouk. We have got Ben, who's played by Louis Nishk. Then there is Maria, who is played by Paula Kellenberg. 
and Niels, who's played by Jonas Ney. Right, um, a few peripherals. We've got Anton, played by Tim Oliver Schwartz. Uh, Anna Catherine, who's played by Paula Paul. Um, we've got Mrs. Boschwal, played by Janina Elkin. Um, I think they're, yeah, they're our, our, our main group of people, right? So, the gist of the story is this. Two befriended couples have embarked on a four-week partner swap, right? Yeah. I know. I know, right? The only rule was not to have sex. At the end, everyone meets again on a holiday home on the beach and realizes that their feelings have changed. They question relationship models and their expectations are re... Um, oh, gosh, what does that word say? Reassessed. In the end, the question remains who loves whom and whether that is actually enough. Bah, bah, bah. So it's a, I don't know, man, it's a, it's an odd one, right? So the, the, you know, it starts with us kind of meeting our peoples involved, right? So showing people in different situations, you know, but I mean, we see them in these environments, but it, it doesn't really give you a feel for for any of them, really, to be honest. But then we have them journeying off, right? They're, they're traveling to this uh, remote cabin on the beach, you know, for their weekend away. And, and, and I think one of the things is, so on these journeys, they're both, they're both couples listening to very different music, right? Which is... Again, it's that kind of thing to be like, ah, this is how they are different. But when they arrive, well, see, one couple arrive first and there's stuff going on and there's a, oh, do you feel guilty? But, you know, we, we don't really know what, what the deal is because it's just like guilty for what? What are they talking about? Then when the other couple arrive, you realize, oh, they're not with their actual partner, right? So then they, you know, switch up and they'll be like, oh, so happy to see you. And you're like, oh, okay. Then we learn about this, you know, this, this swap idea. Although four weeks... I don't think they actually mentioned the duration, you know, the duration within the film itself, right? But yeah, then we hear about that, and so you're like, okay, so we already know there's stuff that has gone down. Then there's a scene in the bathroom, right? Which you're like, well, it's in the bedroom, and it goes to the bathroom, and you're a bit like. Okay, Ronnie, but why? 
You know, it's all a little bit weird. And it, it kind of spirals out from there. So early on, they introduce the friction, right? They, they throw everything up in the air. So you've got about an hour, <laughs> probably not, probably longer than that, an hour and, I don't know, 15 minutes to be like, okay, so where are they taking this film now? You know what I mean? Now you've done this. What happens? What happens? And I think, it, you know, in this whole, in this, you know, that, that, that copy, right? It says that they question the relationship models and all of that, I have to admit, it, to me, it felt a little bit forced, right? Because when you start talking about oh there's so many things that are there against us being in happy relationships like social media and you know the news and technology and you're just a bit like um no they're just things right it's how you decide to navigate those things if you think to yourself this is more important to me than that that's fine but that's not social media's fault. You decided to make that choice. Right? You know what I mean? We have free will. I, I mean, some people may say, no, we don't. This is a simulation. But let's just say we have free will. So we make those choices. Do we want to commit to a person or do we not? Right? It's all there. It is all there. But so we have this. Right. And um, I don't know. There's there's questions of kids. Now, I think it, it's always a bit weird, right, because you get certain things like this when they when kids come into the question. Do, abortion it is never there. And it's just like, wait, why wouldn't you just bring that's an option? So, you know, bring it up. Now, you know, like, talking about something doesn't mean you're for it, you're against it. But if it's an option, it's there. And frankly, abortion isn't illegal in Germany. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, you can talk about this thing. It's an option, people. Let's not be stupid. You know, but you, you have all of these things. And... I think some of the conversations they're having, right? There's a thing of, you didn't know, I didn't like raisins. And you're just a bit like, all right. But then we find out these motherfuckers have all been in these relationships for four years, right? Four years. So I'm kind of like, if in that time you haven't just gone, um, you know what, I, I didn't want to say at the beginning, just because, you know what I mean, I'm just trying to, hey, just trying to be cool, but I don't actually like raisins, so let's just, you know, don't give them to me, we can throw them away, it's fine, Yuri, or Yuri, as I know you don't like them, I'll just make food without raisins in, you know what I mean, like, 
it's these weird things that are coming up, right? You know, when relationships have, you know, you have arguments, right? And it's like, oh, what can I throw at the other person? But they're throwing these things at each other that you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you've been together for four years and these things are still there, you were never in a good relationship anyway, right? It, 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 just these insane things, these, these, these weird shit. And you're just like, yeah, this is insane. This is crazy, right? And I think, look, it, it, it's you can make a film where you're questioning, you know, relationships and what makes a relationship and all of that. But I think you have to be honest about it, right? And I think when you do this thing, and like, there's all of these hidden secrets and all of these hidden... It's just... Uh, it, the reality of it is a little bit off, right? Because, come on, man. You, you, you can't honestly tell me that some of these things could be kept secret for that amount of time, right? Especially with the way... All of these people act. You're just like, no, they ain't keeping. They ain't keeping that secret. That's some stupidness, right? Now, we also have them. You know, their careers come up. Their careers come up, and you know, those get talked about. I mean, one thing that I I thought was interesting because you know, one of them, Jamina, is a journalist. Right, and she's just like, Oh, there's an award show, and I'm here. And Anton, he's probably gonna get the editorial job I want. And her friend's like, Oh, that's so crazy because you get more clicks than him, right? And I'm just like, Okay, if we're talking about journalism, wouldn't it be your 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 articles are better better written? I mean, you put more research into the things you approach, right? You you come with more hard-hitting subjects, right? If you're trying to be like, oh, you have more clicks, like, clicks doesn't equate to well-written pieces or good journalism. Clicks is, and we know this shit, right, right now, clicks is salacious headlines, <laughs> I mean, that's what gets people clicks, not essentially good stories, you know, we have seen that the days of those well-researched stories, is does seem like a thing of the past, right, so it's just interesting how they approach some of these subjects, you know, someone being an actor, being like, oh, my, I'm a failed actor. You mean like, well, are you? Like, what are you, like, it hasn't really established what, what this person has been doing to become an actor, right? They're just throwing out some of these things, which a little bit odd, right? We, we obviously, it does seem one of those things, right? So, um, sexuality gets thrown out there, which 
not really explored, right? There's a, I don't know, five-minute section of the film where they go, oh, I don't know, I might have fancied you, I might have fancied you, and then that's it, and it's left. No, it's left, and you feel that's only there to have a certain moment, right? So it, it doesn't push the full story forward. It seems a bit of a, a, a waste of time. You know what I mean? Seems a bit of a waste of time, which is always an odd one, you know? But I don't know, people. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too judgmental. It, it just didn't really feel like these were real couples. Didn't really feel like they were real couples. It, it was just, a, a, you know, four people that seemed to not really like each other. You know what I mean? And, ugh. The, the very end of the film, they just have this thing of jumping the fourth wall, and it is just infuriating. You're just like, ah, what are you doing? Don't do that. It's just creepy. It is just creepy. <laughs> now, I will say, right, which is one of those things when you when you're looking at a film like this, you know, a foreign language film. It's dubbed, you know, which is always a great... It's one of the things I do enjoy about the Netflix stuff. I do, and I do enjoy the fact that we do get, you know, these films from different places, you know. But maybe some of it is lost in the translation, right? Like, or just those cultural differences on how they talk about things or just approach things. So there is that, right? There is that. Now... You know, films that are stuff that's kind of similar to this. I think I like if you like stuff like Friends with Benefits, you know, because you had that Ashton Kutcher one, right? And then you had the the Mila Kunis one. They're different because yeah, it was Ashton Kutcher and a girl, and then Mina Kunis, and, um, is it Top of Grace? Something like that, but, you know, there was those two films, right? I think if you like those, eh, you know, this kind of, I, I, I think it's that, that similar tone, right? It's just that similar tone. Um, uh, it, it's, it's not quite along the lines of stuff like Mr. Roosevelt, or, um, oh, God, there's that other film which I I I can't trying to think of what the fuck that. <sighs> God damn it, man! I can't think. My memory is so bad. Um. Hmm. Here, oh dear, people. I can't really think. So there's this other film. Oh, what is it called? What the frack is it called? Can't think. Can't, yeah, I think I'm done. I don't know, people. If you like stuff that, you know, just deals with those relationships and, you know what I mean? Does all of that kind of craziness, then 
this could very well be for you. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it might wash if you like that sort of thing. I mean, there's the feels, right? That that was, I, I think that was probably a bit more interesting, you know? But kind of, uh, not quite similar, but it is that relationship retrospective kind of thing. So maybe, or maybe, yeah, you know, but, you know, if, if you like German films, then, yeah, the four of us might be for you. So, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix right now, people. So, you know, feel free to... Right, right, right. And now, people, another new on Netflix piece. It is Night Teeth. <laughs> right, 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 people. So I was really intrigued by this. You know what I mean? There's a new film just hit Netflix called Night Teeth. So I gauged it was going to be some sort of vampire thing. And look, we've had a lot over the years, right? But not all have really cut the muster. So the big thing was, how would this stand up? You know what I mean? So it is directed by Adam Randall and written by Brent Dillon. It is produced by Ben Pugh, Charles Morrison and Vincent Gatewood. Okay, cinematography is Eben Bolter. It's edited by Dominic Lapmerie. Um, music is Drum and Lace and Ian Holtquist. Right, it is a Netflix Presents piece, right? And uh, yeah, our cast. Well, we have George Ledenborg Jr. as Benny. Um, his brother, Jay, is played by Raul Castillo. Um, his abuela, his gran, she is played by Marlene Forte. Uh, we also have um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Co Zoe, she's played by Lucy Fry. We have uh, um, Blair, played by Debbie Ryan. Victor is Alfie Allen. We have Eva. Played by Sydney Sweeney. Um, we have Geo, played by Brian Bat. Uh, we have Rocco, played by Alexander Ludwig. All right. And uh, you know what I mean? Second week in a row, we have Megan Fox in a piece. So she plays a character called Grace. Now, the gist of the film, people, it is this. Um, 
actually, what is the gist of the film? <laughs> yes, to earn some extra cash, quirky college student Benning moonlight as a chauffeur for one night. His task, drive two mysterious young women um, around Los Angeles for a night of party hopping. Taken captive by his client's charm, he soon learns that his passengers have their own plans for him. And an insatiable thirst for blood. As his night spins out of control, Benny is thrust into the middle of a clandestine war that pits rival tribes of vampires against the protectors of the human world, led by his brother, Jay, who will stop at nothing to send them back into the shadows. With sunrise fast approaching, Benny is forced to choose between fear and temptation if he wants to stay alive and save the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's quite that, people. Whew. But, you know, it, it's more, it, it's more to the truth than some of them. Let's say this, right? So, with all of that, right, with all of that being said, now, I just, all I kind of knew about this was, right, a, a guy driving two girls around and he he's trying to stay, he needs to get to dawn to stay alive that's all i knew going in right which isn't really the film so it was interesting to see how this one all panned out gotta say i enjoyed the way it started i enjoyed the way this got kicking so we're seeing you know we've got some visuals of los angeles the nighttime, and we've got a voiceover a female and she's breaking down what's what, right, so it, it was a quick little intro into the world, and so, you know, vampires and humans, at the moment, they live side by side, they never used to, right, there was a war, things went down, and they, they formed a truce, they formed the truce, and there's three rules, let me, I wrote these down, because I was like, okay, so don't let humans know who they are, all right? Never feed on the unwilling, okay? And never go into boil heights without permission. Ba -ba so, yeah, those are the three rules. And as you can imagine, them rules are going to be broken tonight. Yes, 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 yes. So we start off with a guy meeting his girlfriend. Um, you think something, oh, something bad is going to happen because we have a girl, she's at a laundrette. She reaches into the washing machine and you think, oh, this is how someone's going to sneak up and behind her, kill her, girl, you know, all that jazz. But no, it's just a boyfriend picking her up, right? So we see them driving. Now, as we've heard this voiceover, we kind of get the gist, right? So we, we, we have them driving, and he spots a vampire. And so, yeah, you kind of figure he's involved in this. And he spots one, um, driving off, and 
you know, he, 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 his girlfriend, she seems like she doesn't really know the gist of things, right? Which makes sense again. And um, he's tells her to drive and he's going to investigate. He's like, yo, you leave. Um, but as he goes into this building, she's snatched from the car. Now, you do watch all of this, and it's fine. This bit's fine, but it is one of those things where you're like, he didn't need to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't need to stop, and she was told to drive, and she didn't drive, right? And you're just like, what are these motherfuckers doing? Right? This is some silly shit. But, boom, so we have this, and then next we are with Benny, and um, he's at university, right? He's falling asleep in the lecture, right? Uh, he gets woken up, all of that kind of thing. We see him turn around, look at a girl, and we kind of figure he kind of likes his chick. But this girl's got a boyfriend who kind of, you know, arm around the shoulder, be like, yo, she's with me, son, right? So we get all of that, Chaz. This has all been established. Then we see Benny, you know what I mean, just skating around, trying to hustle, do some things, right? He's trying to make some money so he can, like, you know, do his music shit, right? Um, So he's with his brother and he finds out that his brother can't, he's missing, a. he doesn't have a driver, right? His brother can't do it. So he's just like, oh, I'll do it. I'll drive, I'll drive. Right, and that's where we get into this story. Now, that's all fine, right? It's all fine. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an easy way into the story. I will say, the one thing though, it I just was like, <sighs> he he's wearing this cheap suit to drive the car, which is fine. But he's wearing trainers, and I'm just a bit like, yo, couldn't we just put him in shoes? Right, can we just put them like? Do we have to really do these cliches? You know, do we really have to do these cliches? But yeah, the these these two girls that show up, Zoe and Blair, right? And you know, all all kind of stylish and all of that kind of sucker punchy. If you remember that film from back in the day. Right, so they're they're going to different places, right? They're going to different places throughout this night. There's all these different spots they need to hit, which you know you definitely feel something spishy, spishy, fishy is going on. Right, and yeah, as the night goes on, you know things happen. And it all goes crazy, right? Which I feel in itself not a bad way to tell the story. Now, Zoe and Blair, they're good, right? The, 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 these characters, for what they're meant to be, yeah, Zoe comes off as a little cray, a little menacing. You know, Blair's. But it's fine. Um, she's a good sidekick to Zoe. 
I feel that where this falls down, I do think because it's what it's an hour and 48 minutes, you know, hour and 48 minutes, man, which I mean, it, it does seem a little, it does seem a little long, right? It seems a little long. And, um, yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. It's a little bit of a problem because there's these points. Now, I've seen people talk about there's not enough action. It's not the fact there's not enough action. It's just we have these points in the film where it just feels like padding. You know, the film doesn't need to be this long because we have these scenes that aren't really doing anything. You know, we, we are fabricating this love interest, which you have to ask yourself, why? Right? Why would there be that here? You know, why? We, we, we haven't seen anything that will... Um, ugh, we haven't seen anything that shows why this needs to be or why it would be, right? So there is that that does kind of ring a bit weird, you know? And, you know, this kid, Benny, we have him as a little skittish, you know what I mean? Doesn't, it seems he doesn't like confrontation. That's been kind of established. But then you have these moments of him being like, Hey, what are you? And he's just like, what? Right? It doesn't make any sense because we've then, because before this, we've seen him try to run. We've seen him get gripped up. We've seen him scared, worried, panicking. You know, like, hey, if he had peed his pants, you'd be like, yeah, that fits that fits, so it then didn't make sense any of the times where he's like, hey, huh, you need to, and talking back, but you're just like, yo, he ain't doing it, right, now, they reference Kill Bill in this film, right, so here's the thing, it, it's clear that, okay, you've seen movies, and if Kill Bill has been around in this universe, that means you would have seen Dusk Till Dawn, you would have seen Blade, you would have seen Underworld, you know what I mean? Van Helsing, Dracula, just all of them things. So, Benny would know the predicament he's in, right? He would also know the things that could possibly kill these. He would know from the stories where certain things lead. Right, this isn't going to be foreign to him, but there is this weirdness where he he walks into situations and he does things and he seems all shocked and it's just like, what? You know, it's weird, right? You you have him. There's a point where he goes through a bag, goes through a bag, but then when we see him, yeah, you know I mean, put it back. He doesn't do it back up, right? He throws the phone, and you're just like, yo, if you're trying to mask what you've done, you ain't doing it, 
right? You already know these people are, you know, they could kill you. And that's what you're, yeah, so these reactions are weird, right? These reactions are weird, right? There's a point where he takes them to a place and you're just like, why would you do that, right? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. There's some weird, weird actions from Benny throughout the film. Throughout the film, especially where we're showing at one moment he's going to run, and then the next moment he does this next thing, and you're like, What? What are you doing, motherfucker? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's weird, right? That was super weird, and it didn't really make any sense. So, I think from something that had it has promise, it doesn't quite meet it for me right our villains like Alfie Allen is a big bad but he's just not menacing he's not menacing in the just crazy you know what I mean berserker way like a Kurgan but he's not even right you could say they want to try and play it like Deacon Frost in Blade and, yo, know, even Hulk really, no, Stephen Dorff, sorry, Stephen Dorff, yeah, great, he was great in that role, because essentially, actually, Victor is Deacon Frost, but without that same cold determination, that steel, where you feel, oh, he's gonna fuck you up. Like Alfie just seemed a little wet behind the ears. You know what I mean? Then when you had like Megan Fox's character, her and this other girl, you know, who are meant to be like, yeah, heads of, again, there's there's not that menace, right? Everyone gets dressed up and the costumes and that it looks good. Right, it looks very stylish, but just that 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 backbone, that that zest, I didn't really feel it's there. Now, I kind of feel for the Twilight generation, this would work, right? This would work. You know, it's more Twilight. It's more. Um, uh, you know, insurgent and them type of things, right? True blood. It's not really your blade, right? And for me, that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's kick-ass blade, blade two. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like two of the top vampire films, right? Or um, 40 Days and Nights, right? It, it, it's not that... So, yeah, I feel if you're a Twilight cat, then I think Night Teeth will work for you, you know? But if you want, if you want something with more of a bite, <laughs> yes, yes, I said it, people. If that's what you're looking for, it's not quite that, right? But kind of works and it does end in, in the point where you could possibly get a franchise you know it, it i feel it is 
opened up to a potential universe, but we'll see, right? It's a Netflix joint. So yeah, who knows, right? They could spin it off into a TV series. There are avenues for it, but yeah, depends what you dig, people. It is very stylish, very stylish. Looks very Chris, you know what I mean? So there is that. So yeah, maybe for you people, night. Okay, people, so we draw to a close on another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film. All right. So, um, Amazon, right? They've just picked up the new film from Gareth Davis. This one is called Foe, right? Starring Cerise Ronan and Paul Mescal, right? We've got Aaron, um, Aaron Pierre as well on board, um, replacing Lakeith Stanfield, unfortunately. Right? So it's about a personal relationship um, set in the near future when corporate power, environmental decay are ravaging the planet. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, it also looks like the, um, yeah, current shooting of the new Transformers film, Rise of the Beasts, has finished. Um, other news as well, right? So the new Matrix film, The Matrix Resurrections, that has been given an R-rated, R-rating in the States, an 18 over here. So, uh, there is that. Uh, now, I don't know how many people actually wanted this, but <laughs> it would seem that those crazy assholes at Netflix are um, doing a spin-off of to all the boys I've loved before films. Yeah. Uh, this one is actually a TV series, and it looks like it's following her sister. Meh. Good damn. <laughs> right, so um, we have got a new film coming with a bit of a heavyweight cast, right? Um... And it's directed by Bill Pohad, Pohad, Polad, uh, Dreaming Wild, right? And it's going to be starring Casey Affleck, Zoe Deschanel, who I thought we haven't seen for a while, Walter Goggins, Bo Bridges, Jack Dylan Grazer, Noah Jupe, and Chris Mazina. Right, um, it's a true story, right? Following musicians Donnie and Joe Emerson and the tumult that followed the success of their self <laughs> Oh my good. Oh, sorry, people. Um, following the success of their self-recorded pop punk album of the same name. 
largely ignored at the time. Critics reappraised it decades later, and now adult Donnie is forced to confront the ghosts from the past and grapple with the emotional toil his dreams have taken on the family who supported him. <coughs> oh my gosh. Ah. Dear, oh dear, oh dear people. Alright, well, um, yeah, there you go with that one. Oh man, allergies are kicking my ass. Well, we know that um, Cillian Murphy is going to be playing, um, oh my gosh, what's homie's name? Um, you know, uh, Robert Oppenheimer in Christopher Nolan's new film. Well, we now know that Emily Blunt has also joined the piece, right? Um, and actually, I'm not quite sure uh, who she's playing, but yeah, she's in the film, so uh, yeah, there we go. Um, and you know, she's she's always uh doing her thing, right? Yeah, and she's worked with Nolan a lot, so yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, now this is an interesting one because HBO and uh, oh, oh, wow, oh man, yeah, I mean, the, the release windows and everything were set, right? So, Denny's Villeneuve June, it, it was coming out, and then it was going to go to HBO Max. But, yeah, you know what I mean? They, they released it to Max early, which, man, you know how all of this kind of kicked off with Black Widow and other films. So who knows what's, uh, you know what I mean, if, if, if this is going to cause any more controversy. But, yeah, you can now watch June in the comfort of your own homes if you see it but also i do believe um it's been doing well at the box office which is great because i do want the second part you know what i mean now um eternals is going to be the next marvel feature and um, so word has come out that there will be two end credit sequences. So um, that's good to know, right? So you're going to have a mid-post-credit um, sequence and then a one at the end. So, yeah, that, that that's good to know for everyone. Although I think it's something we've come to expect. But you still, still see people like the amount of people that left in, straight as um, uh, Shang-Chi finished, which was nuts. Now, other Marvel news, right? So um, Disney, you know, they're bringing the release schedules and all of that. And they have just come out and said that um, plans for the uh, Marvel films have all been pushed back by several months 
right? So the first being Doctor Strange in the madness of the the multiverse of madness, right? So um, it was going to open on the 25th of March next year, 2022. It is now opening on the 6th of May, right? Which then knocks on the other films, right? So, um, yeah, there's untitled stuff, right? So, uh, we've got four, Love and Thunder, which I ain't mad at because it's opening on the 8th of July. So, that's a nice little birthday treat for me. Um, we then have the 11th of November for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. On the 17th of February 2023 is the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel 2. Um, then the 5th of May, we will see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, July 28th, we're going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, the 3rd of November, um, that's untitled. I believe people are thinking it might be Blade, but who knows? So, um, yeah, you know, there we go. There we go, people. Uh, but, you know, we're still getting the films. So, I man, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it does look like in 2023. Three, we are getting five, not four films, four films, which is huge, huge. And um, in 2022, we get three. You know what I mean? So, hey, that's all good for people. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go because my nose is like, Ish. uh, but yeah, people, that's us. That's us. Hopefully, next week. I'm gonna have to have Jude and Bond, but we will see what the fuck goes down. All right, but uh, yeah, until next week, people enjoy your film watching. <laughs>